Hey guys, welcome back to Buns of Knowledge Podcast, where we get deep and have fun with our conversations on self-love, self-awareness, and healing all around. I'm Casey, your host for this season, and I'm so excited to be here with you all, so let's all join in on this episode. Welcome back, guys, to Abundance of Knowledge. We're here with Tyler. It's back again for season two. How's it going, Tyler? It's going great, great, great. I'm uh, currently traveling out here in Alaska, doing a circuit, and wow. um, living my best life right now. Well, Alaska, what are you doing out there? Um, well, around the time, the first time I was on the podcast with Tiffany, one of the things I was manifesting was to have a lifestyle where I essentially had freedom of time and ability to travel. And this is kind of the fruition of that. So I'm in Alaska right now that I'll be in California for about a week and then I'm going to be in Florida and then I'm going to go back to Colorado. Okay. That sounds interesting. How's Alaska? How's it out there? It is cold, but so beautiful. So beautiful. I was just thinking about Alaska just yesterday. Sounds like you're living, uh, you're living the dream, man. I'm, I'm living part of my dream. Uh, there's still more to build. Um, I'm a bit of an ambitious person, but um, it's really satisfying to see this much of it come this far. Really good. Especially, I know, um, oh, this is my first time meeting you, but you're around my age, I believe. I'm 27. Okay, I'm 29. Okay, yeah, so not too far apart. So I know that's pretty hard for, you know, for people our age these days to have freedom of time. So the fact that you actually putting yourself out there and doing that, kudos, kudos. Um, well, during COVID, the separate, uh, I was working at another company, and this sudden separation from people threw me into a depression. Okay. Um, that plus a lot of other um, factors, but for the most part, my emotional um, health was severely declining. I was mm-hmm. getting very restless, and eventually came to the point where I just needed to—I needed to leave what I was doing and just pursue something else. So I quit my job. Didn't qualify for unemployment, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> no income. Kept all the same bills, unfortunately. Really screwed me up, but I ended up meeting someone um, with the company I'm in right now in the personal development space, and it's it's pretty much pretty close to my my dream job. Um, and now I have I can, I work remotely. I work with an amazing team of people. I'm around people that are driven, goal oriented, and just they 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 look to crush all the goals in their lives, and and it's brought a lot of great things into my life. Wow, that sounds amazing. That's really cool. So Alaska, you're originally from Colorado. Uh, I like it. I like the like the spontaneous spontaneity. 
onto the topic at hand. Um, so emotional, I believe you call it emotional masculinity or male emotion in today's society. Yeah. How would you, yeah. how would you, how would you perceive that today? Do you have, do you have troubles as a man expressing emotion these days or? or yes or no. Like, mm-hmm. Um, I've been, I've been on a, on a very, a very committed road of self-discovery over the last year, but okay. beforehand, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I would definitely, so let me put it this way. Most of my young adulthood, I was, I didn't know it, but I was certainly a subscriber to toxic positivity. Um, I was, I identified myself as, and was known as the positive guy, the energetic, positive, happy guy. But, you know, it's very easy at that time to, to be fooled that I didn't have negative emotions. But the truth was that I was just numbing myself to any type of negativity that was coming up, um, compartmentalizing and not addressing. Mm-hmm. And there, there's it's a multifaceted reasons for that. One of them very easily is, you know, I was very invested in that identity, so I didn't want to, I wanted to support that identity. <laughs> and the other part too was at that time as a guy, number one, I, I didn't know how to address those other types of emotions. I wasn't given the tools. I wasn't given the education, um, nor the, nor much opportunity for the, to experience how and figure it out, the wisdom. And at the same time, a lot of, a lot of situations and, and, and mindsets in the world seemed to be more on the oppressive side of that, which I think is no secret. And you said um, there was an identity that you wanted to keep. Can you explain more about that? So um, there's a little bit of background. I mean, we, we all have these different hats that we wear, right? Mm-hmm. I have an identity as a friend. I have an identity as a father. I have an identity as an employee. And they're all made up of different beliefs. So mm, sometimes we're in those identities on purpose and sometimes we're not. The particular identity that that was, it was the, the happy-go-lucky, positive, um, optimistic guy. Mm-hmm. And that was just fueled by the different beliefs that I had um, that convinced me that's who I was. But mm-hmm. over the last year, learning, you know, discovering more about myself is when I realized that I'm not my identities. You know, I'm, I'm just that that wields those identities. I choose who I'm being in any moment. So... As your happy-go-lucky guy, how would you describe the source of that? Or you said you were. How would you describe the source of that? Like growing up, did your family have like an impact on how you express these emotions? Or was it just something that that uh, developed from... Yeah, your surroundings that you that you experienced. Well, um, so how, essentially, like, how did I become that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
good question. How I became that? Well, number one, I, I had a lot of people like that in my family um, that were just, you know, positive people, um, just really nice, very happy, very energetic. And I think I aspired to be like that. And I was falling into my own, um, I, was, I was romancing that, that personality without realizing it, putting it on a pedestal, not acknowledging that they had bad days too. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> being that happy-go-lucky energetic guy got me, got me the type of attention I enjoyed too. You know, mm-hmm. I liked being the, I liked being the light in the darkness. I liked bring, bringing uh, joy and happiness to people's faces and in their life. I mean, who wouldn't enjoy that, doing that with people? And mm-hmm. because it was, because I was kind of so invested in that, I didn't, and I was unexperienced, didn't have a whole lot of experience and wisdom with emotions or anything like that. I, I just was not acknowledging the, the flip side of that. <laughs> but okay. how, I became, how I became that is a mixture of family influence, um, a mixture of my effect I was having on others, which felt great, and, mm-hmm. um, and getting the type of attention that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Completely see that. I understand that, um, especially the, the effect it have on other people, you know. In a sense, that's kind of me, where it's like, you know, try to be as positive as possible, you know, be that light to other people like you just mentioned. But sometimes, you know, even, even the positive people, they have their days. Yeah. So, you know, I like you said, you put on many hats as a, as a, as a person, as a, as a father, as a positive guy. Right, I'm putting on a hat as a, as a morning person. <laughs> trying to find a coffee filter. <laughs> yeah. And you know, those, those, those identities are, are either deliberate or, or automatic, you know, and there's a lot more power in being able to choose, like, I'm going to step into the identity of, of being an interviewer right now or being a guest on the podcast. It's like there's power in choosing who you are. Mm-hmm. And turning on a, a switch of a moment as well. Mm-hmm. To be more blunt on emotions, male expressing emotions in today's society, do you, do you, growing up, did you think or was it shown as like a sign of weakness to, to express emotion? Yes, it was, it was, it was shown as a sign of weakness, but in my particular experience, it wasn't like <clears throat> weakness in the way of like, you're the runt splitter, we're going to rag on you, you're, or like the, the most common one, you're a little girl. Um, it was really more weakness on the side of, of you're not being efficient, you know, that, and that was my own judgment on myself too, is like, you're allowing your emotions to get in the way of accomplishments. Um, they're holding you back. Um, that, that was really more the flavor of weakness that I found in, in my life. And as well as the influences around me of examples of masculinity were more avoidant when it came to negative emotions rather than like pressing on them as like, this is bad. Do not do this. Mm-hmm. So it's something that was just more not spoken of. For example, See, I don't want to give, I don't want to give two, two specific examples here. Um, so one particular male role model in my life that was very 
very present, very prominent. Um, whenever negativity would come up, they would distract themselves. Um, typically with all types of things, TV, computers, um, socialization, things like that. And whenever I would address anything about a negative emotion um, or anything about negativity that was happening within, within our bubble, um, you, could, you could feel the tension. You could feel the, like, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about something else. Like, it's, it's the escapism. So it's like all the opportunities I really had to learn how to face those things were were um, less than less than promising. Less, there were the, the the opportunities were not utilized to create that emotional growth. So I grew up in a way where it just seemed like the right thing to do with negative emotions is run away from them, was avoid them, was to car- compartmentalize them, and just just overall not address them. Just put them somewhere else and, and switch into positive emotions and be, get back to, to being efficient so you can do what you want to do. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's interesting how, like, even when it comes to emotions, that human beings still use that. They kind of have, like, that kind of fight or flight. <clears throat> kind of fight, that fight or flight mechanism is still in play. Mm-hmm. You know, like run when we're in physical danger. It's either you run and you stand and fight. And same thing. It seems like it applies with emotions. Like, you know, you come across like negative emotion, you could stay there, you could confront it, or you could, you know, use escapism, like you said, or distract yourself with something else. So that's very interesting in a way. How did that, uh, how did that affect your, your relationships? Or, <laughs> do you, did you notice it was affecting the relationships at the time? Or? Um, at the time, I didn't realize it at all. But, you know, hindsight is, was it hindsight is 2020. Um, reflecting now back on many of my relationships, um, my relationship with my son's mother, for example, I, I spoke about that on a previous podcast. And I was definitely in a different state of mind when I spoke about that. And something that I've been really asking myself since then is, you know, where did, where did I where did I <clears throat> contribute to that situation? Where was my maturity lacking? And one of those areas was not being able to, being, being avoidant, being avoidant about stressful situations. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I do remember in that relationship is when we would argue, um, I would shut down. You know, I would get quiet. I wouldn't speak. And I couldn't get myself to speak. I would, it would be like my soul left my body. And that would absolutely infuriate her. And, that's, and, you know, in the moment, I was like, she's just being crazy. But looking back on it now, it's like, hell, I would have been infuriated too. Like, I'm trying to speak to someone about something, and they're just mentally gone. Mm-hmm. So that definitely affected my relationships. Um, the relationships I have now are completely different in that because I will directly go after those things and get that communication going. But... Yeah, back then, the avoidance, I mean, you're just burying problems so that those problems can grow bigger. And then you bury those bigger problems and you keep getting worse. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what was the turning point? Like, how did you, when was the breaking point that you realized, wow, this is what I'm doing? This is, I'm avoiding this. I, I don't want to do this anymore. There wasn't one primary breaking point. 
Mm-hmm. It was really more like a, a handful of smaller breaking points that, that all led to, to the shift. Um, kind of like taking a slow U-turn rather than drifting around a corner. <laughs> so the, fir- the very first place where I kind of got, you know, got my fingers in the crack was um, when I was working for a company and I, and I met one of my dearest friends. Um, her name is uh, Jessica. Um, Tiffany's met her. And she was the first person to really show me how to trust my gut to trust my intuition. And that was the first time I was really starting to get connected with what does it mean to have emotional intelligence? And um, one of the higher ups in that company um, also recommended me a book because I always like to ask my managers and stuff to recommend books. And he recommended a book called Emotional Intelligence. Um, And I read that And that was the first time that I saw emotion, like the spectrum, the full spectrum of emotion as something to value. Because before then, it was really more about focus on the positive emotions so I could be efficient and effective and push away all the negative emotions. Because I saw emotion as just this primitive thing that gets in the way of true logical thinking. My view was that logical thinking is what it means to be a, a intelligent human being and emotion was just the thing that stagnates that. And once I started my journey of learning about emotional intelligence, I realized how backwards I was on that. And I feel like I'm not the only person that, that has that point of view or that experience. I feel like, uh, I feel like that's very common as well. Uh, people choose logic, you know, logical situations over emotional situations. I know sometimes that I do, um, uh, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> that was the first, that was really the first breaking point for me. Um, throughout the years after that, it was just little by little, I was learning more and more about emotional intelligence. Kind of, I felt like I was exploring this new land I had never been in. Um, <laughs> okay. And and I was kind of, and I was focusing on that. And then the biggest breaking point for me actually came in the beginning of last year. And that's when I, I joined a group called Self Discovery. And it's exactly what, what it sounds like. It's self discovery. And we, we got into a lot of things um, about learning about like, what, what do you call it? Shadow work, essentially, you know, going into, in, going into the darkness and not, not judging it, allowing it to release itself. Cause I mean, when it's very easy, like if I'm feeling a, if I'm feeling sadness or anger, be like, that's bad. You know, it's like, no, it's not bad. It's, it's just a feeling, you know, it's not good or bad. It's just, it's a feeling that's being uh, clung to and it's not really serving you to cling to it. So like learning to that all of the emotions, all of the things you feel, you know, they're okay. It's all right. You know, you don't have to fight them. You don't have to resist them. And matter of fact, if you don't resist them, they'll release on their own and you'll be that much lighter. Okay. Wow. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I feel like these days, uh, I know, I know. As young males out there, they, they, they probably struggle with, you know, trying to find, trying to find their way, you know, who they are, their identity. And 
some parts of society are telling them, hey, you know, you got to be this way, you know, you got to be hard, you can't catch your emotion, this and that. I mean, I know that's kind of, that's kind of how it was for me growing up. Um, I know that, like, crying, you know, even something simple like uh, crying, crying is a sign of weakness, you know, men don't cry, you know, you got to do this, you got to be, got to be tough, um, and kind of aloof, kind of like a stoic in a way. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like, you know, life is one of the greatest teachers. So you, you keep living life and, and you realize that, you know what, everything's going to be okay. It's, this is okay. It's okay to do this, okay to do that. It's okay to feel this way, you know. So emotional intelligence is, you know, there's a sign of maturity in a way. You, the more mature you get, I believe people also get the more emotionally intelligent. Sometimes that's not always the case, but in a sense, um, cause I know now I'm, I'm completely fine, 100% okay with, you know, who I am and expressing what I need to express. Uh, I still, I still have work to do. You know, uh, we all do, I believe, but that's the first step. Knowing that you, that you have work to do, knowing that, like, this isn't good for me, or I'm this way or that way, you know, self-awareness. So, yeah. in that sense, I can see, I can see what you're talking about. Something I'm really happy about is that I have been seeing an exponential shift in, especially the people around me, uh, people pursuing self-awareness mm-hmm. or even people that are, are seeming to have a, a higher level of natural self-awareness. And, and that just leads down a path that I feel is good for everyone, everything, um, just the way that the world is. So I, that's just something that's exciting me seeing that shift happening. Right now, there's a lot of masculinity that's prominent that comes in two forms. There's um, a lot of, uh, how, do I, how would I even call it, non-masculinity, which is men that are just kind of being little bitches. Um, and I'm only saying that because that was, I, I can say it that way because that was me. Um, <laughs> and then there's the other side of it, which is judged often as toxic masculinity. And the, the truth is that masculinity and femininity they have a lot of features to them, and those features fall into two categories. There's the limiting side, and there's the empowering side. Mm-hmm. And where we're at right now is a, there's a lot of people living on the limiting side of their masculinity and femininity. And just to be clear, every single human has a balance of masculinity and femininity within them, regardless of what their gender or gender identity is. Everyone has masculinity and femininity. Anyways, I digress mm-hmm. on that point. So the way that things kind of are, it's, we have such a paradoxical society right now mm-hmm. because we live in a time where it's almost a sin to be a man. If you're, if you're yeah. a masculine man, it doesn't matter if you're right order or you know, toxic masculinity, you're, mm-hmm. you're often judged, judged as toxic. Like, mm-hmm. It, like one of, one of the features of masculinity on the empowering side is, is leading, being a leader, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or making decisions. 
And the funny mm-hmm. thing is that like, when I say that, I'm not saying men make decisions and women have to shut the hell up. No, women have masculinity in themselves too. And, and the role of masculine feminine within each individual is that the masculine leads, the feminine supports. And, that's, and again, that's not to say that men lead and women should just support. Women have that masculinity too. They lead their lives. Here's an example. If a woman did not have her own natural masculinity within her to be a leader, how could she be a mother? Yeah. If a man did not have his own level of femininity within him to support and nurture, how could he be a father? It, so one of the things that it's really bringing to balance the masculine and the feminine within each of us. But the paradox where we are right now is that it's almost wrong for a man to be a man and it's wrong mm. for a woman to be a woman because of the, we're all focused on the limiting aspects. When people think about femininity, um, and I've, I've, I've tested this in some Facebook groups of mine, a lot of them think about femininity is, you shouldn't be so feminine because it's weak, because it's drama seeking, it's attention seeking. It's like, yeah, you're right, it is. But those are the limiting sides of it. <laughs> it's like women are also powerful goddesses. Like there's, there's the side of being nurturing, supportive, caring, wise, you know, being, being um, inviting, being you know, harmony. And then on men's side too, you know, there's that warrior, there's the one, there's ambition, there's drive, there's, you know, even conquering, you know, it's, it's men go out and conquer. They, they, the masculine enjoys risk for reward, you know, so, yeah, I agree. I agree. But we're instead we're judged by violence and like just the, the negative side of the conquering, which is like being like, like ruthless conquering of like raping and things like that. It's like, yeah, those exist, but those are the limiting sides. So we need to, within ourselves and within each other, really hold each other accountable to being our highest and best in every situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. So I feel like, you know, in today's society, like today's generation in itself kind of has like a, like a resentment towards, you know, previous generations, you know, for exactly what you're talking about. You know, they see masculinity as like, oh, you guys did this, that, then, this, that, then. And it's now these days it's like rebellious. So they're against it. But like you said, I, I agree with, I pretty much agree with everything you're saying on, you know, the right order of masculinity because you shouldn't be ashamed to, like, to be a, that type of man in today's society, you know? That's very interesting. So how much longer are you going to be in Alaska? I'll be in Alaska for another week um, okay. before I, I head over to California. Okay. Sounds good, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully one day we can meet, talk in person. Just want to thank you for, you know, you know, giving us this abundance of knowledge. Absolutely. Um, any, any, any last words you want to say to the listeners out there? Um, words of advice or maybe even some good books they could, you know, suggest, suggest. You know, one of the books I've been suggesting to a lot of my friends, and some of them read it, some of them don't, but the ones that do get a lot of value. And that book has been The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. And yeah, 
I, I haven't really talked to anyone yet that that has read that book and said they didn't get some kind of extreme insights about themselves. A lot of my friends ask me, what's that book about? And I tell them, well, it's about you. <laughs> so The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer um, is a fantastic book to read. And yeah, it's great. Okay. The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Gotcha. That's right. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, let's see. Okay. I'm buying it right now. I'm going to give this, give this book a try. Absolutely. Awesome. And I got a lot more book suggestions after that. So anyone that reads that one is more than ha- more than likely, more than, more than welcome to ask me for more uh, book suggestions or other types of suggestions. Oh, that would be awesome. Awesome, man. Thank you. We're going to um, leave all your info in the link. And, and that way, if anyone wants to reach out for more book suggestions, I know I will. Um, they definitely will. We'll definitely keep in touch. Be safe out there in Alaska. <laughs> um, stay warm. Bring back some uh, reindeer antlers. You can, if not, it's fine. <laughs> well, I'll bring back uh, one with a red nose too. How's that? Gotcha. That'd be awesome. <laughs> thanks for thanks for hopping on. Uh, if you want, you could uh, you could end it with our signature signature saying. This is abundance of knowledge, Tyler, and everything's going to be... Everything's going to be A-OK. There you go. (laughs) Thanks, man. Here, take care.